the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, our financial and retirement expert in studio, Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning. Well, good morning, Chris. And how are you today? I am doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day. I'm happy. How are you? Yes, it is. You're always happy. I'm glad to see that, too. Yeah, that should be my new nickname, I guess. Happy. Just call me happy now. Happy. There you go. (laughs) Mr. Glass Half Full. I love that, though. So am I. Good deal. Well, welcome, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show here. We've got a little... uh, Winter cough going through the 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 pipes here, so uh, that's why my throat sounds a little fro- froggy today. But we'll we'll push through. I'm sure it'll be okay. You sound like James Earl Jones. <laughs> James <laughs> Earl Jones. There you go. <laughs> Got that great big deep voice, Star Wars guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. He was in uh, Field of Dreams too. Yeah, he was. I just watched that the other day again, or parts of it anyway. Anyway, long story. So hey, you know we always start the show off each week with what's happening in the markets, the economy. You know, things like that. Lots of news, as there always is. And uh, this week, GOP passes the, the, you know, the GOP tax bill, passes the House, as we all know, as well as the Senate committee. Um, things are moving along. It got a little, uh, when the news came out the other evening, the market shot up 300 and some points the next day, only to give back the following day what when, uh, four senators decided they wanted to put some other things into it and delayed it a little bit. And then there was some stuff with uh, just politics going on, I guess. So the market was very choppy yesterday, ended down 40 points. Not a big deal at all. But, you know, we'll wait and we'll see. You know, when, when we have tax legislation, is something as major as this, it's, it's going to show people where they should move their money towards or away from in certain different areas and sectors of the economy. So we'll wait and see how it all comes through. I was talking with somebody the other day, as I always have, about, about you know, whenever government changes taxes or different policies or whatever it may be, and that is you have to wait to see how it actually comes out because the way it starts is a lot different than the way it ends up coming out. So we'll wait and we'll see. But remember, taxes are the most expensive thing inside anyone's investments, Right. And so we have to know how to do tax diversification within your portfolios or tax allocation strategies on the different types of products and vehicles that you have ability to to invest in. So stay tuned. As soon as it comes out, 
we're going to get the finals uh, and uh, put together some some educational material. We'll be having some seminars around the the D.C. area on all of this stuff to to keep you informed. You know, um, I was just going to say, Larry, Congress is like me when I try to cook. I'll put a recipe together. You know, it's, it sounds good on paper and. By the time I'm done with it, it looks completely different. Uh. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Very good, very good. You know, it's funny because there's there's a sort of a joke in my family, and and uh, my dad he can open up anybody's refrigerator and pull a gourmet <laughs> meal out of it. He really could. <laughs> fabulous, fabulous cook. Just 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 amazing. Congress so. could learn from him. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that'll last. <laughs> so, um, but hey, you know, on on top of that, when when we take a look at at uh, some some things here, getting deep diving down into the economy and and what's happening a little bit more. Um, it, it's kind of interesting, you know. We're just enter, just finishing up earnings season now, and and every quarter, each corporation, each publicly traded corporation, reports its earnings, and so we always track the S and P five hundred or five hundred largest companies, how their earnings are doing, you know, sort of a barometer of what's going on, and. I have to tell you this, that for the first time since 2008, the financial crisis, we are really starting to trade, the stock market's really starting to trade on, on the fundamentals, corporate earnings, which is good. I mean, people buy stock based off the future anticipated earnings of a corporation, and that's really what we want to do. And according to FactSet here recently, uh, the, 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 this was out this past week, companies, U.S. companies, companies that are domicile in the U.S., who make more than 50% of their sales outside the U.S. are growing much, much faster than companies who make 50% of their sales or more inside the U.S., huh. uh, which is very, very good. So so the overall earnings growth of the S&P 500 is about 6.1%. But the companies that are making most of their money, most of their revenue outside the U.S. are growing at 13.4%, their figures. How do you classify is- a company like that? I mean, how would you know how to invest in a company like well, that? Well, you know, it, it, when, you, when you take a look at, at what drives the economy, spending drives the economy, right? Yeah. And when you go back and you say, okay, <clears throat> what do people do with their money? You, you, let, let's suppose, Chris, you wake up this morning and, and there's an extra $50 bill in your son's pocket, in your pocket, in your parents' pocket. Nice. What are your parents going to do with it? They're going to save it. Yep. What are you going to do with it? Save it. Yeah, you're probably going to spend a little, save a little. Yeah. What are your kids going to do with it? It's gone. <laughs> right? Okay. What so is the newest video game? Come on, Right. Buddy. They're going to spend it. So when you take a look at, at how people spend money as they move through society, as we age, as we go through the, the, the system here, okay, we do different things with our money at different ages. For example, you tend to spend the most money in your life when you're 47, 48 years old, okay? And and you, you buy your larger buy-up home when you're 44 years old. You know, you look to, to trade down when you're in your 60s, you know, in your homes and all that kind of stuff. And so as you take a look at how people age through society, we can have somewhat predictable patterns on what people are spending their money on. And so corporations who have good leadership at, 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 the, at the helm, they will sit back and they'll go, okay, where are we getting our revenues from? Who are our customers? Who are our clients? Who's purchasing our goods and services? And they'll see maybe company A sells a lot of widgets to people age 50 to 55. 
then you can look into the demographics of your nation and go, well, you know what? There's a whole lot of people that are 50 years old right now. So for the next five years, we should be pretty good. Yeah. But if they look at the demographics and they go, hey, people that are that, that, that are buying most of our products are 50 to 55, and most people are over 55, we need to change our product or we need to go find new customers. So when you take a look at, at how people manage their, their household income and their spending patterns around the globe, you're going to fit your products to where people are, are needing your money the most. Do you see what I mean? I do. I do. And so when you take a look at 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 at, at that scenario, that's just one of the basic formulas that, that a lot of CEOs will look at as far as, you know, who's our client, who's our our, our our customers and things of that nature. But so how do you classify this? So like if you took a company, you know, that that was, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, um, IBM, it's domicile here in, in the U.S., right? But it's an international company, you sure. know? So, so that company is considered a U.S. company, but it has international revenues versus if you take a company that's not domicile here, then they're categorized as an international type company. Interesting, okay? interesting. So that's how you sort of break it out. So when you take a look at that and you, and you look to see what's happening around the globe and, and for the first time, you know, the 46 major economies around the world are actually growing all in unison right now. We have worldwide re-inflation happening. We have worldwide growth happening. And, and the, the second or third largest economy, depending how you look at it, the Eurozone right now is growing as well. However... The you know the uh, head of the ECB over there, European Central Bank uh, Mario Draghi, has stated recently that you know inflation's not where they want it to be. The European growth or recovery that's going on right now is still dependent on stimulus, whereas we here in the U.S. are, are a handful of years ahead because our Fed is you know we're not doing any more quantitative easing, quote unquote, printing money right now, and our Fed is letting the bonds roll off their balance sheet and things of that nature. So. All in all said, you know, without getting in too many of the gory details here on the economy and stuff, things look pretty decent. They look pretty good okay. when, it, when it comes down to it all. And, and we're trading on the fundamentals. You know, Japan has had had its third uh, third quarter uh, growth. Uh, um, again, seven back-to-back quarters. It's, it's the longest streak they've had in 15 years. Yeah. Uh, so, so well, it's interesting. interesting. I'm just gonna going to ask you this. On. I know you talk about populations a lot, too, here. On the program, you, the baby boomers, the generations and things of that nature being larger, the baby boomer generation than, you know, the other generations. Is that the same in other countries as it is here in the United States? Are we no, targeting the same consumer or no? Well, well so our, our group of baby boomers were basically born uh, from uh, 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 1940. Uh, Six, I think it was, through 63 or somewhere in that area. Right, right. So, so there's other nations around the globe that have um, large amount of people born in a short period of time. They're sort of, quote, unquote, baby boom generations, but it's, it, it overlays. It doesn't match ours. Okay. You know, there, there's, there's more people, you know, 47 years old in another country than there are in this country now. Um, you know, right now what we have going on is is we have 10,000 people a day in the US on the average turning 70 and a half and that's going to continue for another 24 years. We also have 10,000 people a day in the US turning 65 and that's going to continue for another 12 years. So that's going to be your businesses are so, going to be targeting targeting that consumer because it's by far the largest group. 
that is the baby boomer group. So when you take a good look at that, you know, you, you see how to sort of the peak of the mountain of the baby boomers climbing, climbing, climbing as, you know, we're all, you know, getting gray hair. Right. <laughs> so, so or, that's or you know, losing our hair. What yeah. They? So that's really a demographic shift in the economy and people need to pay attention to it. And people that do and corporations that are saying, well, we're going to continue to sell our products to to that 45 year old person here in the U.S. and not go abroad. That company is going to get less and less customers because that demographic just isn't there anymore. So that's why corporations will look abroad or change their product mixture or probably do a combination of both. So that's that sort of story. So see, these are the fun things that we get to read and study all the time to see what's happening in the markets and the economy and Fed policy and taxes and all of that kind of fun stuff. So, hey, if you've got any questions here, give us a ring this morning at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. Go ahead and give us a ring. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494. Or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. For more information about how Larry and his team can help you, go to LarryRosenthal.com. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's a phone number for you, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123, to talk to Larry Rosenthal, a.k.a. James Earl Jones today, here on the radio. Larry. You're funny, Chris. <laughs> hey, got some good news in our office, you know. Yeah, tell since me, tell we me. Like, since we like the winter, the change of the seasons, and uh, Linda, Linda, who, who oh. runs our front desk, she brought in the snow globe oh. December 1st. Yes! This is an epic, so would, epic moment. It is. I was shaking it all around. So <laughs> I have a very good predictability of, of snowstorms when I shake the uh, snow globe. So I started it off the other day. So we're, we're going to see some snow. It's like the groundhog who sees his show. Uh, you know, we're, we're ushering in winter right now, but there was no prediction. So <laughs> Okay. There you go. There you go. So, hey, you know, talking about markets, we talked about the S&P and the markets and things like that. Oftentimes, there people, you know, when when you hear the market, you're driving in your car, you listen on the radio, or or you hear the television say, you know, and the market was up today twenty points. What yeah. do they mean? What market? What does that mean? How does that relate to my stocks or bonds or money market accounts? Right. Um, so you know, there's so many different indices, so many different markets that track various various types of categories or investments. 
When you hear somebody say the market, it's considered to be the Dow, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which just makes up 30 stocks, basically. 30 big okay. ones, right? It's like an honor to be in that 30. Yep, yep. That's the traditional one, you know. And then there's the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, the Russell, the Wilshire 5000, all these different all these different indices. So, so out of those different ones, which ones give the best breath of what's happening in the market? It's actually the Wilshire 5000. That that covers 5000 stocks. Whereas the S&P 500 covers, guess what? 500 stocks. <laughs> the good. Dow only covers 30 stocks. Okay. The Russell 2000 or small company stocks covers 2000 stocks. And the Nasdaq covers the tech the tech area. So so there's lots of different stock uh, uh, markets or indices that that track all different uh, scenarios. And so when you're when you're looking at your investments and you hear the market's up today, let's say 100 points, but maybe the S&P's down 15 and the Nasdaq's down 25, but the Dow's up 100 points. And you look at your investments and you see them going all different ways. That's because maybe your investments are part of those different indices. So when you are building out your investments, when you're looking at your 401k plan or the government TSP plan, or you're working with your financial advisor and you're saying, okay, what benchmark or what indice what index, if you will, are my investments going to try and benchmark against so I can see how we're performing? Make sense? It does. It does. So, so that's where it is. So it's, it's, it's funny when you take a look at a, a portfolio and you see, you know, let's suppose there's 10 holdings, just to do math easy here, there's 10 holdings inside of an investment portfolio. And by portfolio, I mean, you know, your investment account, it has different mutual funds and stocks and ETFs in it and bonds and things like that. So let's suppose three of them go up one day, three of them don't do anything, three of them go down, and, and uh, I don't know, the other the other couple are just, or and the other one's just, you know, hanging out as well. So, so when you look in the market, the Dow, being the market, goes up 100 points, and the S&P drops 5, and the, and the NASDAQ goes up 22 or down 22, and you can see the different line items in your investment portfolio moving in conjunction with those indices, right? So that's kind of an interesting thing when you, when you, when you boil it down. But, but understand, though, that when you're looking to track your investments, you want to make sure that you're 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 taking like if you have a 70-30 mixture, 70% stocks, 30% bonds, that you're tracking it against an appropriate index. You can't just look at a portfolio that says, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm close to or already retired. I want to have 30% of my money in bonds and and the rest of it in stocks." And you go, "Well, I'm just going to track my portfolio against the S&P 500." That's really not fair because your investment uh, is only represented. You know, the S and P five hundred is one hundred percent stocks, both growth and value stocks. You might have all conservative value stocks on that seventy percent of your portfolio, so you have to really break out how you're tracking it all. But anyway, I've got a a sheet on on all the different information of of what's inside the Dow Jones. You know, it tracks the thirty largest. Uh, companies, you know, well, U.S. known companies. Uh, the S and P is is it's broader than that, but not as broad as the Wilshire five thousand, which tracks five thousand stocks. Well, so, is that the reason that you would not uh, specifically just invest in an index? Is because you there are things within those individual stocks that you may be attracted to, or that might be 
beneficial to you as an investor? <clears throat> well, because you can just buy the indices, right? I mean, you just do that. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with buying an index. You know, you can't invest directly in an index, uh, but you can invest in a fund or an ETF that tracks that index. Okay. But, but you're always going to have some sort of uh, what they call tracking error because of the expenses in that fund or that ETF. That's all. So, so you know, your question is, can't you just go ahead and invest in it? Yes, you can. There's nothing wrong with investing in an index fund. Okay, not at all. Today, the index funds are made up a lot differently than they were just a handful of years ago because of marketing, because more and more companies are producing more and more product. You know, why does if, – if there's nine different asset classes or 19 or 35 different asset classes, why does a mutual fund company or an ETF company, for that matter, need 200 different funds or 200 different ETFs, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of marketing that goes on behind the scenes with all of this. So, But getting back to your, your question, Chris, about in, investing into an index – Absolutely nothing wrong with it. There, first of all, let's break break this down. I'm, I'm a believer of, of investing in indexes. I also like to have active management too, and 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 there's certain reasons why in certain areas. You know, sort of the further away you are from the S and P 500, the more you're going to have to rely on active management, um, or else you could get yourself into to a little bit of a uh, of a tight spot sometimes from time to time. But anyway. When you look at a typical index fund, usually it's it's cap weighted, which means if if you're if you're investing in the S and P 500 index fund, manufactured by X Y Z mutual fund company or ETF company, doesn't matter. Usually, the largest company, <clears throat> based off of its cap weighting, which is the the number of outstanding shares times the stock value, okay, the largest company there will get the largest amount of the assets in it. The smallest company in the S&P 500 will get the smallest dollars in it. So that type of an index fund is manufactured in such a way that it's top-heavy. So if, if, if what's driving the index, okay, the, the top 15 or 30 companies, and something happens to those, you could see it drop, whereas another index fund or ETF manufacturer might say, hey, we're going to be equally weighted. Okay, so that's a different type of a makeup. There's there's fun there's funds and ETFs out there now that track inde indexes or indices that are index funds that are called smart beta funds or or or, 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 or different types of names like that. Where you know there's there's one ETF that just came out not too long ago that. It track it, it equal weights sectors. So it takes, you know, how many different sectors are in the S and P five hundred? You know, how many different industries do we have? So let's just to do math easy here, say there's ten. So it's always going to rebalance based off of those um, industries or those sectors within the S and P five hundred, which is a very interesting scenario because when you look at it, it it in, and the S&P goes way up, this one's not going to go up as much. But when it drops, it's not going to go down as far either. So there's a way there that you can index and sort of cut off the tops and the bottoms of it. Very interesting when it when it comes to looking at, you know, your typical index and your large growth funds are all very, very much invested in technology now. So it's a good way to diversify. So, yeah, fan of indexing, definitely. 
but understand how that fund or ETF is made up and it tracks that index. It's important to know because a lot of a lot of things today behind the scenes have your big box tech inside of it and little 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 a lot of techs going on out there right now. So it's very good. Hey, if you want to get uh, get information on how to analyze what's inside your investment, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and shoot me off an email. I'll be happy to send you out some information and showing you how to go about analyzing uh, what's inside your investments. Okay, if you if if you have questions on it, give us a call here at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three to reach me live here in the studio. Let's go ahead and uh, take a break here, Chris. I see we're coming up against a uh, break, and uh, give us a call with any of your financial planning or investment questions. Hey, when we come back here, we're going to be talking about unfunded trust and what that means as far as your estate planning goes. Give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. You listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal, and we'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved, and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Tarot at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Tarot and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. You're listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show on 105.1 FM WAVA. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show with Larry Rosenthal himself. If you'd like to dial in, we've got some lines available for you right now. 855-767-3123 to talk to our financial and retirement expert right here in studio right now. 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Larry. So year-end announcements, Chris. I always talk about this at the year-end. Consider Saving one more percent in your 401k, your government TSP going into next year, your 403b plan, wherever you're investing your money. Look at your, look at your uh, uh, opportunity here. You know, let's let's talk about saving one more percent. Just put one more percent into your retirement plan next year, as well as don't forget, end of December RMDs, required minimum distributions, are due. Uh, again, you know, for people that uh, need to understand that if you're 70 and a half or over and you have money in retirement plans, you must take a minimum out each year 
or else you could incur a 50% tax penalty. So make sure that you're doing that. I always talk about this at the end of the year. Save more for next year. Pull some money out right now. Uh, <laughs> there you go because of the tax rules. Well, it's a good so. time because now you can buy some Christmas presents, right? There you go. There you go, Chris. You know, it reminds me, you know, in, in, in James in the Bible, he's talking about, you know, um, being a doer of the word, being a doer of the word, giving to the poor, you know, giving to the Lord. You know, how, how much do we give? How much do we save? Should we hoard? You know, all that type of stuff. And, and, and you want to, you know, let's just be doers of the word. You know, let's just try this year, just this Christmas season here, just to have some random acts of kindness. Uh, you know, pick up somebody's lunch, you know, uh, you know, uh, help somebody out, you know, the, the, those types of things. Uh, Absolutely. Makes you feel well. That's, yep. the, that's the Christmas spirit there. You bet. There you go. There you go. God's kingdom is, is uh, very interesting, a little different than um, uh, the way man wants it. You know, oh, he or she who dies with the most toys wins. So that's not good. You know, let's focus on the Lord's kingdom, giving and things like that. So, Amen. Hey, we're talking about unfunded revocable living trust. I see this a lot, and it's unfortunate that I see this a lot. People go and they'll work with an estate planning attorney. They'll get the will package, the rev- the uh, medical directives, the power of attorneys. They get all their stuff. They get a revocable living trust. Everything's good. They come in. We sit down, review it, and, and, and I said, well, yeah, you've got the trust here, and it looks great printed on nice paper and all kinds of things and and but I don't see any of your accounts that are inside of it and they say what do you mean and I say well you know if you have an account you know let, let's just take you Chris let's suppose you have an account and it's in your name and now you've got this revocable living trust and and something happens and you say well my beneficiary of the trust is going to go to the kids and everything's great but your account is still in your name you have to change the name of the account. You have to change the title. You have to change the registration. You have to change the ownership of the account. It's like mailing an envelope without a stamp. There you go. You have to change. That's exactly right. You have to change the ownership into the name of the trust. Then, and only then, is the trust funded. Okay? There's lots of people, and I'm telling you, lots of lots of times we see new 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 clients come into the office where they have these revocable living trusts, and they're unfunded, unfortunately. And so then you have to, you know, when you're working with an attorney, please make sure. And and the attorney that's in our office, we always make sure that that he helps people fund the the, the trust. It's important because you want to make sure that the, the assets actually get into the trust, so that the trust can actually act on your behalf when when and if it's it, can you it's, do that with life to insurance that. too can you make the beneficiary of a life insurance policy a trust absolutely you can chris Sweet. and a lot of people will do that because you know when when you stop and think about the the beneficiaries of your life insurance policy let's suppose you know you have uh three heirs you know the the first one yeah everything's fine the second one everything's fine the third one i'm not too sure how many cars this person's going to go out and buy right mm-hmm. so you might want to say you know maybe you don't have have a good amount of uh confidence that they're going to manage the money well that you the way you want them to manage it so you could name their share the beneficiary you know suppose they're going to get a third you could put their third into a, a revocable living trust so when, if you were to pass, then the money goes into that trust, and then the language of that trust will dictate how that beneficiary or heir is to receive those dollars over time frames or, or disbursements or, or however it is that you want to do it. There's, you know, you're, you're only limited there by your imagination. And, and uh, so 
yes, the answer to your question is yes. You you can definitely do it. There's a lot of th- a lot of times you'd want to do that. I would think a lot of times where you want specifically if you have a lot of money and you want a charity to be able to keep that money for a long period of time. That's a good way to do it, I guess. Well, you can now if you're talking about a charity. That's a different thing. If you're talking about a uh, a non-charity, a human person, then then that's a different thing amongst itself there. But if you're talking about a charity. Then yes, you can do a couple of things. One is you can gift the insurance uh, uh, to the uh, uh, charity right now. You can do it through a charitable remainder trust. You can do it through charitable remainder annuity trust. All different. There, there's several different types of charitable trust that that can be done. We, we've actually helped clients over the years do those types of programs, or at least look at them. And and you know, so in some cases, your premiums can be deductible. Um, you know, proceeds can come back to you tax advantagely. Then, then what's left over goes to the charity. There's all different ways to set things up. Our tax code gives us many, many opportunities to give in a tax favorable way, either today or at death, money to nonprofit organizations, charities, uh, your church, whatever it may be. So, yes, there's lots of different ways that you can go about doing that. That's all. That all falls under the legacy segment, you know, or the. Or there's three phases to financial planning, if you will: accumulation, distribution, and then legacy planning. And that really falls under the legacy planning of it all. You know, how do you want your assets to go? Where do you want them to go? Because they're going to go three places: your heirs, charities, or the IRS. How do you want them to go? When do you want them to go? In what form do you want them to get there? Right. That's interesting, dude, because at the end of the year here, when you're thinking about all of this, this is also a nice time to plan for maybe giving a little bit more to that charity. And if you don't want the government to have it, <laughs> I guess is a way of putting it. Or if you just really want your charity to be able to do well, to be able to deduct those funds, now's the time to start thinking about it, right? Because we're coming up to the end of the year. Yes. And, and what's interesting, too, let me let me just hit on this, too, because <clears throat> a lot of times, and I have this conversation with clients. People will will tell me at the end of the year, "Hey, Larry, you know, I want to send some money to a charity." I said, "Sure, that's fine." Well, what do you want to do? Well, I'm still looking for one. You know, I'm still I'm still doing that. You know, one thing that you can do is is you can panic and say, "Okay, I want to make a donation this year for whatever reason," and you want to send I don't know, let's say two thousand dollars, or just pick a number. You know, I want to send X amount of dollars to to a charity. And, and you sort of scramble around and, and grab one and do it. And one of the ways that you can do this a little bit more efficient and giving yourself a little bit more confidence is you can, is you can put money throughout the year into what's called a donor-advised fund. It's a mutual fund that gives you a charitable contribution to put your money in. And then later in the year or when you've done your, your, your research on charities, then you tell the mutual fund company, hey, I've identified this charity over here, and I want X amount of dollars from my donor-advised fund to go in there. So this way, you're getting your consistent tax deduction every single month, and then it gives you time to really research what charity you want to go to. And what's great about it is the mutual fund company does all of the reporting to the IRS for you. You don't have to do anything, you know, and so it's really, really cool. Donor advised funds. Wow, and you could actually make a little bit of uh, invested, maybe, maybe, maybe make a little more for that donation. At the That's end. the second thing. Yeah, if you're putting money into donor advised funds, suppose you're slamming two hundred dollars a month into a donor advised fund, or fifty dollars, or two thousand, or whatever it may be. 
the money's in there in the market, going up and down, just like the market. And you can pick the types of risk levels that you want, the different funds. So there are mutual fund companies out there that have these donor-advised funds that give you that ability to do it. It's a very, very interesting way to go about about doing your charitable thing. So you can name four or five charities underneath this donor-advised fund, and each year the mutual fund company kicks it out to them. You don't have to worry about it. You know, you don't have to worry about scrambling around at the end of the year to 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 do this. So, uh, it's pretty interesting. So, um, you know, maybe maybe what we'll do is we'll we might have somebody on on the air. Uh, maybe we can get a fun company representative here in the in the coming weeks to to really talk about it. So, uh, it's it's kind of cool. Good thing you know, to set up for uh, next um, year. It is. It's it's yeah. really a neat way to go about doing it because at the end of the year, people scramble yeah, to, uh, to to look at it all. So, hey, give us a ring here, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123 with any of your financial planning or investment questions that you may have at all. We're going to be talking a little bit about some common mistakes financial planners see when it comes to retirement planning after the break. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for, the dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. For more information about how Larry and his team can help you, go to larryrosenthal.com. You're listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show. Making money sense. If you'd like to dial in, now's a great time to get in on the telephone. Ask Larry a question, anything you've been sort of thinking about for a long time and just never really got a good answer for. He is our financial and retirement expert here in studio. So give us a call right now at 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal here in studio today. Larry. Hey, Chris, how do you think the stores are this weekend? You know, it's the first weekend after Black Friday, right? I would think they would still be pretty busy. I know a lot of stores have extended some sales, and, and I think that there's still a lot of folks that are now thinking about shopping for Christmas. Are you are you going shopping today? Uh, I actually did some shopping the other day. Um, but, yes, I think I am doing a little bit of shopping. <laughs> you know, so. Well, I mean, it's a good day for it. I mean, it's so. beautiful out, yep. And I noticed the traffic. Uh, the, the, biggest, the, the biggest problem for me about shopping in the Washington, D.C. area is I just don't want to, I don't fight traffic. So that's, I, you know, I did do a lot of online shopping. That's kind of what I prefer to do. A couple of days later, your stuff is there. I know that's not very sort of merchant-friendly to our area people, but it's just it, just something I have to do because of the traffic. Anyway, my thoughts. 
I know. Well, I'm surprised you just don't get out your helicopter. <laughs> well, and fly around from store to store. Right? I don't know. Best Buy has a little problem with me landing on their roof. So. <laughs> <laughs> they have issues with that. <laughs> I can understand, definitely. So, hey, some common mistakes that we see in the industry here. You know, I was talking to a bunch of financial planning friends of mine around the country, and and you know, talking about. You know, we're always looking at ways to, to help clients and to make sure that people are staying on top of everything. And um, uh, some of the common mistakes that, that we see people making um, before they retire is not really analyzing all of your Social Security options and choices. You know, social the, the Social Security decision could be one of your largest financial decisions in your retirement years. Definitely could be. So, so make sure that you do a Social Security, what we call a Social Security timing exercise, where you are sitting down, you're analyzing your different choices on Social Security, just to make sure that you, you understand what your choices are you're, you're, and, and you and your spouse can you know, maximize benefits uh, that, that, that Social Security does bring to the table. So please make sure that you, you really take a good look at that because failure to really analyze Social Security choices sometimes can put you in a harm's way. When it comes to going, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that, you know, pri- prior to everything. So hey, let's go ahead and welcome Susie on the line from Fredericksburg. Good morning, Susie. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Um, I have a question. I worked um, for an organization back in the 70s uh, and 80s, and um, I guess they put money into a pension fund for me. And um, I'm getting ready to retire next year. I'm 65 already, but I have to wait till I'm 66 to not get, um, you know, to be able to work and and not have um, limitations put on me on how much I can make. So um, anyway, I I called uh, Social Security. Actually, I didn't even know that I had this money, and Social Security sent me a letter saying that I needed to call the employer because they're, they were reporting um, money from this pension fund for me. And um, Are you receiving the money? No. So I called the, the place that I worked at, and um, they said what had happened was there's a new company that's handling the pensions now. And they couldn't give me the name of the old, the previous one that handled this account. So when I called the company, they told me to go back to Social Security. And then Social Security told me I had to go to them. So Yeah, I think you need I to go to this pension company. Um, that that's, a, that's who you need to go to. Well, the pension company isn't listed. It's a new pension company, and everybody that works for this organization now keeps saying that they can't, they have no information on the other company. Well, without the company names or anything here in front of me, I'm not going to be able to help you over the air, but I can do this, Susie. We have some people that we could probably call to give you some assistance but I need to get some numbers from you and names and things like that. Let, let me put you on hold, and I'm going to grab another caller here. Let me put you on hold, and Bob will get your information, and we'll reach out to you next week and try and give you some assistance on this, okay? Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, absolutely. 
Let's welcome Bill on. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Um, I have a question. I've been looking into, um, I have a 10-acre lot in Oaksville, Virginia, and uh, there's a builder next to me that has a lot for sale for 10 acres. And I would like to buy that partially as an investment, but also to ensure that I don't have neighbors in the future. My wife and I are federal government employees. We'll retire in about three years. So I'm looking also into um, probably putting a vineyard up, and I've been seeing um, different associations give small grants, maybe twenty, thirty thousand, 30000 to uh, startups for vineyards. And I'm kind of looking to see if this is actually going to be a good investment to start something like that, you know, for us until we can work in retirement. And also I was looking into that if um, you can get some tax deductions, if you grow vegetables on your property and you give them to a nonprofit uh, food bank, which would not only help other people, but give me a little tax break. And I just like any suggestions or if you could help me out with that. Sure, absolutely. Sounds like a fun, fun project, you know, um, as far as, you know, turning your land into some some income producing things. As far as the tax deductible question, um, I'm sure that you're you can do that, but you're going to have to work with a CPA who knows that because in order to get the tax deduction on a quote unquote business, you're going to have to show some revenues or losses. So you're probably going to have to set up, I guess, a vegetable type of a business. I can refer you over to our CPA who can get much more details uh, and specifics on on that type of a question. Okay. Okay. So yep. maybe uh, I should open a, a look at small business, you know, becoming a LLC and, and have a small business in doing this. Because if I do produce the wine and I can actually sell it for a profit, then I probably should uh, do something like that also, right? Become a small business. Most likely, yeah. So, so you know, you're you're talking about some very uh, specific areas of of business. This isn't like you're just going to open up a barbershop and and go to work, right? You're you're talking about. Right crop you're talking about um you know growing food to to give to food banks tax deductible you know things like that you're gonna have to keep track of all of this um you, you're also you also own the land personally probably so there's lots of little nuances in there that that you need to work with a cpa to get it set up properly so that you can take advantage of what the the tax tax world allows you to do make sense Yep. I'll yeah, tell you what, Bill. Let me, set me up on. Yeah, let me put you on hold, and then I will uh, have our uh, CPA reach out to you next week. Just uh, give Bob your email. That way I can email you and okay. uh, uh, and the CPA at the same time and connect you both that way, okay? Uh, okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate yep. it. Appreciate the phone call. Have a Merry Christmas. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal. So give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning or investment questions, we're talking here about some mistakes that, that we see people make when, when it comes to retirement planning. The first one was failure to really analyze your Social Security options and understand what, what your choices are. Then the other one here is just like that prior caller, which is your pension options. <clears throat> If you're blessed enough to have a pension, you know, what are your options when it comes to taking that paycheck, you know, each month? Do you want to take the the life-only option, which gives you the most, or do you want to protect your spouse? The more you protect your spouse, the lower the money is that you get each month. Um, 
But that's either a good or bad thing, depending on the makeup of the family, depending on what the needs are in the family. So make sure that you analyze your pension when it comes down to that, as well as taking a look at, you know, your your medical insurance, long-term care and life insurance needs. Big, big issues right there. Um, We're seeing the cost of long-term care start to skyrocket now. Uh, because so many people are aging and going on claim with these programs, unfortunately. Uh, so so what is your plan for maintaining control of the pricing of your long-term care policy during your retirement years? Do you have sufficient funds set aside to make these premium payments if and when they go up? Do you do you have a game plan to say, you know what, I, I, I need to really take a look at reducing my uh, cost of my long-term care insurance uh, because you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say I have more money saved up now over the last ten years or so. Um, what 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 is what it, you know? Can you reduce your benefits in order to keep your premium a little bit more stable? So we're talking about different areas here when it comes to making mistakes or blind spots in preparing for retirement. Give us a ring eight eight eight. Seven six seven three one two three. If you'd like to jump in, that's actually eight five five. I'm sorry, eight five five. I forgot my own phone number. Eight five five Rose one two three or eight five five seven six seven three one two three. Talking about the different areas that people have blind spots in when it comes to preparing for retirement income needs. You know, what is the plan with your real estate? Just another question here. What 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 are you going to do with your real estate? Um, what is your plan as far as trading down to a smaller manageable home? Do you want to do that or not? Do you want to stay in the home that, that you've been in for years and years? Is it conducive to, to maintenance? Or do you have a, a handy person that can come by and help you with the maintenance so that you can stay in the home? You know, all these different things go into financial planning when it comes to retirement plans. Are you going to retire, cash out the home, and move to a a smaller home where you where you don't have a mortgage, or you're going to have a small manageable mortgage, or, or are you in the camp of needing and desiring to have a big mortgage in retirement years? So, what are the three different thoughts there when it when it comes to all of this? So, these are just questions that that create blind spots for people when it comes to their retirement planning uh, scenario. You know, and now you say, well, wait a minute, Larry, I'm I'm 52 years old and how am I going to know what I'm going to do with my house in 15 years, blah, 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 blah? Well, you're not. You know, you're, you're not ready to make those final decisions. This, these are, I'm talking about questions here that are, that, are, that are close to the finish line when it comes to the retirement year. Make sense? So, you know, what, what are your plans with your real estate? How have you reviewed your, your will and your trust? You know, we talked about trust earlier today. I see a lot of times that people have their trust and they're unfunded where people haven't put their assets into their trust. And and here here's another big one too and this is this is very interesting when people get close to or or just recently retired have you changed your investments from a growth orientation to a growth and income producing orientation. I see this a lot where people that you know they they're they're looking to sell off their shares when if you have your income as growth and I'm sorry, if you have your investments lined up as growth and income, instead of selling the ownership of shares, sometimes you could actually just just get the interest that comes 
from the investments, which is a very important thing to do. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here. Keep the phone lines open. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123 with any of your financial planning or investment questions. We'd love sending out information. Give us a call. Back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Looking for an objective and independent financial planner? You found one. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Got a couple of minutes here for you to make a phone call if you'd like to talk to Larry here in the studio. And you can also catch him just a little bit after the program if necessary. 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. Larry. Yes, sir, Chris. We're coming down in the last few minutes of the show. We're talking today about some of the blind spots that people fail to get ready for when they're talking about retirement, retirement income needs and things like that. And we were just, you know, sort of talking a little bit about are your investments still lined up in the growth position versus growth and income. Another area, too, is is uh, in, in, in talking with clients over the years is social activities. What are you going to be doing? Where are you going to have lunch each day? Um, you know, because a lot of times, you know, especially in the D.C. area, you might you might work eight hours, but you might be spending 10 hours to and because of the traffic to and from. So, you know, what are your what are your social activities around what it is that you want to be doing, um, you know, after retirement? Uh, because a lot of social interaction could come from people at work and there's nothing wrong with that. Stay friends and maintain relationships and, 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 and everything like that. And the, the eighth one here is the impact of taxes on retirement income. And guess what? That's getting ready to change. So, you know, there's going to be lots of people around the country here that are going to be going, well, what's going to happen next year with my taxes? Um, you know, next year, meaning if they pass it this year, what's going to be happening on their tax return coming up April of next year for 2017? What does all this mean to us? And then how do we plan for it going forward? Again, we're going to be having lots of seminars all around the area as soon as this comes out. You know, I thought I would take up crocheting or something or needlepoint when I retire. What do you think? I think it's a good choice for you, Chris. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, no, not really. I don't. What think is so. that? Is that the Knit One Pearl Two? That's, that's uh, what. What show is that from? What movie? That was from a movie. I don't or something, know. That's, wasn't it? That's not me. Maybe I'll be playing bridge or or you know one one of those games that 
people play when they sit around and talk to their friends when they <laughs> get older. Of course, that means they have to have friends. <laughs> so, you have lots of friends. I'm not worried about you. <laughs> not yeah, at all. No need. No need. Yep, absolutely true. So anyway. So, well, good. Well, good. Hey, for in case you're interested, you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on our latest newsletters and things. We are updating our website uh, in the next month or so. We're going to have a brand new website. It's going to look pretty interesting. It's going to have all kinds of stuff all over it mobile compatibilities and and all kinds of stuff it's going to be fun uh to to take a look at so during the week you can give us a call at 855 rose one two three if you hear something on the air that you like to get some information from uh, we'd be happy to send that out to you we get calls during the week about about radio topics feel free to do so or go to my website LarryRosenthal.com and shoot me off an email Happy to, to correspond with you and send you out some information there. So let's do some random acts of kindness this week coming up. Be doers of the word. And um, so for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next Saturday with another session of your Making Money Sense. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.